Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. my friend. Yes, sir. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm running late, but I wanted to tell you, I am ready for you. How are you doing today, my friend? All right. Praise the Lord. Thank God it's Friday. Amen. And um, folks, we are excited to be here with evangelist Joseph Ferrara. He's been working with me. Brother Joseph, I think um, we we started back in Vegas, so it's probably been about nine years ago, going on ten, if not ten. Yeah. uh, um, I just, uh, I'm so thankful to have you as my friend and to have you on these programs because uh, you have consistently preached the gospel uh, for the entire run we've been together. So your work is not in vain. Uh, you're one of my favorite speakers. And um, with that, uh, we'll get started. My friend, you want to open us in prayer, and the mic is yours. Well, thank you very much for that introduction, and I feel the same about you, Shannon. And uh, God used you to open this door and uh, give us the desires of our heart. So, Lord, uh, we join together right now in faith and love 
Lord, and uh, the work of the ministry to win souls for you, Jesus. And today we're going to look at uh, a catastrophic event that had to happen, Lord, and uh, I know that you didn't like to do this, but you had to do it, Lord. And we're going to go into the scriptures and see a very serious catastrophic event uh, in Jesus' name, I pray for the orphans and the widows, Lord, that you will bless them today and draw them close to your heart, like you do, Lord, because they're precious in your sight. Make a way for them in life, Lord, and add to them, increase them, add to their lives so they can, uh, Grow up and learn and uh, minister to people about the love of God. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name for this ministry, Shannon. Shannon uh, Davis, uh, this ministry, Lord, that you've given him, Omega Man, Lord.com ministry. Let people can tune in and hear all different ministries, Father. We thank you that, uh, Lord, you have uh, created this and put this in his heart, Lord God, and uh, we ask that you will provide everything that they need, that you would add to this ministry everything that they need, Lord, and bless it, Lord. Bless the satellite and bring the people to listen today from the north to south, the east and the west, so they can uh, give their lives to you, Jesus, the most important thing in this life, that they uh, will give their lives to you, to living God. So here we see a visitation. I ask this all in Jesus' name, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that Holy Spirit, you will anoint this, that you anoint every heart that listens, and we always do pray that you will touch the sick and afflicted by your spirit in this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I'm in Genesis 18, and you see the visitation uh, that the three men who appeared to Abraham uh, were the pre-incarnate Christ, Yahweh, and two angels. Here we find an example not only of entertaining angels unawares, but also of God's becoming the guest of one of his saints. And here we see God spoke to Abraham and Sarah. And then we look down on the title here in uh, Genesis 18:16, As we go to 16th verse, we see the doom of Sodom, the doom of Sodom. And uh, verse 16 says, And the men rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? You see, God reveals his will to his saints when he wants to. And Abraham was a prophet, and God reveals his secrets to his prophets. So here we see the relationship 
that God established with Abraham, one of his uh, choicest servants. And because of him, he is the father of our faith, Abraham. And uh, we see in the next verse, and uh, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. So we see here that this is a good scripture for men and women in marriage and how to raise their children in the admonition of the Lord. We see that Abraham was faithful to do that. In verse 20 and Genesis uh, 18, And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me, and if not, I will know. So the Lord was very careful here before he did what he had to do. And he went down with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he went down to check it out, what they were doing in Sodom and Gomorrah. And you see here, he sent two angels and uh, he looked at it himself, and uh, you see, uh, the Lord uh, went down, and the men turned their faces, and thence and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. So this is uh, the position that he took of standing in the gap that we read in the book of I, uh, of uh, Ezekiel, I believe. The book of Ezekiel, when God was looking for a man to stand in the gap and he couldn't find one. And that means also to pray. Not only to preach, but to pray. An intercessor, and he could not find one. So... The land was destroyed because there was no one to stand in the gap. And here we see Abraham standing in the gap as an intercessor. And we know that he is a prophet. And uh, in the word of God, what I see is the prophets were intercessors. They were called to intercede for whatever God had put on their heart. And uh, we know that that is extreme with Elijah. Elijah was an intercessor. You see that God put him by the brook Jared, and he was there for a time in a season, 
and God prepared him, and he prayed in fellowship with God, just him and God and the ravens in the brook, and uh, he had a mighty relationship with God, and he had a heart for Israel, and he was an intercessor, and God revealed his will to him. So we see here that taking place that Abraham stood before the Lord and it says in verse 23, and Abraham drew near and said, wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there be 50 righteous within the city Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the 50 righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this matter. To slay the righteous with the wicked. And that the righteous should be as the wicked. That be far from thee. So we know that God is not going to do that because he's a God of righteousness and a God of justice, and uh, he's not going to destroy the righteous with the wicked. And uh, verse 25 says that, Be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? There's the answer right there. God is a righteous judge. And he, when he judges, he judges with mercy and truth and righteousness. Thank God that God is the judge. So... The Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. So you see the humility of Abraham, that he's standing before Almighty God, that has given him these promises, and that has going to make him a great nation, and that he has appeared to him, and him hearing his voice, and he knows how great he is, and he humbles himself before a mighty God, that he is Yahweh, that he is Lord of all, and that he will do what's right. He is the judge. And uh, verse 29 says, And he spake unto him yet again and said, Peradventure, there shall be 40 found there. And he said, I will not do it for 40's sake. 40's sake. So he kept praying. He kept interceding because he cared for the people. Abraham cared for the people. 
You see, as Abraham got to know God, he got to know the love of God and how much God loved people. And it came on Abraham, and Abraham was like God. We see a great example also when Moses uh, interceded for the people to the Lord, and God changed his mind, and God became very long-suffering and merciful in that situation when the prophet uh, Moses interceded and changed the mind of the Lord because he knew God and he knew his mercy. He knew his love. God is very merciful if man will just repent. Man will just turn, turn away from evil and turn to God. God is so merciful and compassionate. You know, by looking at the great shepherd in John chapter 10, that he's full of compassion when he sees people as sheep and they have no shepherd. And he longs uh, to be the shepherd of people's lives. And uh, it has been said when uh, uh, the congregation, the more you have the more that they can pull out of a pastor of the knowledge, the wisdom, and revelation that God has put into him because God loves to feed his people. And uh, you see that in ministry, how God flows through the pastors of the church and loves his children and feeds them and waters them, and takes care of them, and rewards them, and blesses them, as he leads and guides them. So you see Abraham's heart, and how he's crying out, and uh, here it says in 30, uh, chapter 18, verse 30, and he said unto him, Abraham, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. We have to remember that this sin grieved God. It grieved his heart. We're not supposed to grieve the Spirit of God, but God was grieved by what he saw in Sodom and Gomorrah, and God had to judge Sodom and Gomorrah. And, uh, God went down and he took a good look. And uh, it's amazing how God can come down from heaven and come down upon the earth and take a good look at things and bring visitations uh, and revival uh, in the land. It's amazing how God works and how God knows everything that's going on. And, uh, you know, the opposite of that is what God wants to do is he wants to find the people that, that he can love them and that he can pour out his great power and strength in their lives. Those that are serving God with all their heart and all their mind, that God's eyes go to and fro the earth to see that he could find 
such a people so that he can be strong towards them and help them in the service of the Lord in what he would call them to do. But here, it's getting worse. It's getting worse as Abraham pleads with God. That's what intercessors do. They plead with the Lord. They plead with God to change things. You see, this kind of intercession, this kind of prayer, it changes things. That's why it said when I was looking for a man to stand in the gap so I wouldn't destroy, so the land wouldn't be destroyed. You see, Abraham cared for the people. He cared for the sick sinners that found themselves in these sins that had grieved the heart of God. Verse 31 says, And he said, Behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure there shall be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. And he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak yet but this once. Peradventure ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way. And as soon as he left communing with Abraham, Abraham returned unto his place. It was over. The intercession was over. They couldn't find ten righteous people in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. It was doomed. He didn't go any lower than ten. He didn't go any lower than ten. And the Lord went away, and Abraham found himself alone. And what was to be seen? A horror. A horror. That's what God saw when he looked at it. God saw a horror when he looked at the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah, it was great. Their sins cried out for punishment. And God went down and he looked at the full possession of the facts. God had all the facts and now he had to work. I'm in chapter 19, verse 1. And there came two angels to Sodom at even. And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. So he was at the gate. And uh, that was a place where judges would go, and uh, that's where Lot was. Uh, some people believe that it implies that Lot was a leader in the city, 
and he was possibly a judge. And Lot knew what might happen to them if they did not stay with him. So he was talking about the angels here. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house and tarry all night and wash your feet. You shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, No, but we will abide in the street all night. They wanted to go uh, sleep out in the street. Like they did in those days, people did that. And he pressed upon them greatly. They turned in unto him and entered into his house. So they went in the house and uh, Lot made them a feast, and he did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, come past the house round both old and young, all the people from every quarter. So old and young, old and young, from every corner, of the streets came to the house and they called unto Lot and they said unto him where are the men which came in to thee this night bring them out unto us that we may know them now that word there if you study that in the language in the Hebrew language to know means to have sexual relations it means homosexuality. So these men wanted to have homosexual acts with uh, the angels in the house, uh, lots guests. And uh, this is the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. God, Sodom and Gomorrah was perverted. The sins of perversion went up until the Lord's nostrils and called for judgment. And the same goes on today in the world. And the Lord is long-suffering with humanity that no one will perish. But if they do not change, God will give them up into a reprobate mind. That is the judgment that falls around homosexuals and lesbians and all people that work that sin. According to the book of Romans, chapter 1, 2, we see that there in the study that Paul wrote the book of Romans, how God detests this sin between men and men lusted after one another, and woman and woman lusted after one another. This was not the way God made men and women. Uh, you can plainly see the difference between a man and a woman. You see how God created them to uh, procreation, to have children, and to produce on the earth. In our societies today, actually governments today, are destroying the lives of our little children 
and feeding them with false doctrine and false teaching and uh, teaching them to go into the ways of sin and encouraging them to change what God has made so beautiful in Psalm 139. And uh, it calls for doom. Doom are these people that are doing this. And if they don't repent and if they don't get right with God and change their ways, doom, judgment will fall on them. According to God's word, he's the one that is the judge and he will do right. And we pray that he is merciful. But the word of God says what it says. And we enter that in right now into this study of uh, the book of Genesis in the doom of Sodom and Gomorrah. So here you see. In verse 4 of Genesis chapter 19, that they all pressed upon them from every corner, men upon men. And Lot went out to the door and shut the door after him and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. But Lot was backslidden. Lot was a believer just like Abraham, but he was backslidden. And behold, now I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you, and do you to them as it is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing for therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. So here you see Lot is backslidden and he gives these daughters to these uh, men that are practicing perversion. And how could he do such a thing? That's the corruption of sin. Uh, these are the sins that hit him all day long, all night long, and grieved his spirit where he chose to be. And uh, we see him now wearing the sins of where he lived and uh, where he was wore on him. They wore on him, and he practiced them in his mind, and he gave them these, his own daughters, which he raised and loved, and his wife gave them to man to do what they wanted to do. That goes to show you how far he has gone away from the mind of God and what God has said in his word and uh, his relationship with the living God and Abraham. So he offers them up to them. 
and it is good in your eyes only unto these men do nothing. For therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. Verse 9 of chapter 19 of Genesis. And they said, stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came in to sojourn. And he will needs be a judge. Now will we deal worse with these than with them? And they pressed sore upon the man. Even Lot came near to break the door. But the man put forth their hand and pulled Lot unto the house to them and shut the door. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness. You see the angels and the power that God has given them. The angels are created beings that God uses them as messengers to come from heaven to the earth to bring protection to God's people and to do his bidding. And you see the power to put blindness on people. And here it is necessary and both small and great so that they wearied themselves to find the door. They could not get into the door and practice these homosexual acts with these angels that they desired to do. They were so corrupt in their sins, and so God made them put blindness between them and kept them out. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters and whatsoever thou shalt hast in the city? Bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord has sent us to destroy it. No more hope. All hope is over now. It's time to get out. Because of Abraham's intercession for Lot and his family, these angels cannot do anything unless they get out of the city. They are under orders from God Almighty to stay in that city and get Lot's family out and get everyone out that they're assigned to do from God, and they cannot do that until everyone is out, according to the angels here, because it's going to be destroyed. And Lot went out and spake unto his son-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-laws. They didn't even believe him because he was backslidden in his life. And they thought he was joking. 
And you know, today a lot of people think that this could never happen to them. And whatever sin that they're in, they never think that God would do this to them. And they mock the judgment of God. And they go on living in their sins. These sins, homosexuality, lesbianism, all sins of perversion that they did, worshipping beasts as idols, all that they did before God, they do the same today. If you go into the cities of the world, they have statues of idols, and they worship Satan, they worship demons, they worship all kinds of idols. The gods of fertility, the gods of this, the gods of that. And they give their children to God as a form of worship. They give their children, they kill their children, just like in the days of Moloch was going on there. The sin of perversion and eating their babies. Eating their babies. That's how corrupt it was. I'm in verse 15. 15 of Genesis 19. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened, Lot saying, Arise. Take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of this city. My friend, God loves you, and he doesn't want you to be consumed in your sin, because your sin will consume you. The more you sin, the harder you get in hearing the things of God. You harden yourself just like the man in the Bible, Pharaoh, that would not obey God. He hardened his heart against the things of God. And that's what sin does. Get out of it. Do not let sin consume you. It surely will. You see all kinds of pictures, spiritual pictures of people drowning in the sea and people throwing out the lifeline. That is the gospel, to throw out the lifeline, to give them life, to get out of the waves of the deepness of their sin, which is going to consume them. It will surely happen and God's cry to you is to get out, get out of your sin and turn to God and get right with God before you are destroyed. While he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters. The Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth and set him without the city. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad uh, 
that he said, escape for thy life. That's what the Lord is saying today. Escape for your life. Escape for your soul will live for eternity. And escape, turn from your wickedness. Turn from your sin. Turn from your perversion. And turn to me so that you can escape from the iniquity that will destroy you and that I'll give you life and I'll give you eternal life. Turn unto me and humble yourself before me and repent and I will forgive you and I will be merciful unto you. This is the way of the Lord. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, Oh, not so, my Lord. Behold, now thy servant had found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast shown unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me, I die. Behold, now this city is near to flee unto, and it is little one. Oh, let me escape. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also. And I will not overthrow the city for the which thou hast spoken. Hasty escape, for I cannot do anything till thou be come. The angel said, therefore, the name of the city was called Zor. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zor. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plains and all the inhabitants of the cities, and that's what grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. She lingered and lingered and lingered when God told them not to look back as the angels grabbed their hands and hurried them out of the city. But she lingered and she lingered and she lingered. A warning, a warning from Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 17, verses 21 to 33, Lot's wife lingered continually and longing, looking back on her beloved possessions, and was buried in the explosion that resulted from the destruction of the city. Buried because of disobedience. Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. Turn from your sin and run. That's what Paul told Timothy. Turn from your 
young lusts and flee. And it means to run. Run from your lusts. Run from the sins that are trying to get you. Run from the sins that you're in so you can escape the judgment of God. Today, God is speaking through his word on how back in those days he had to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. The judgment of God will come in everyone's life. And the Bible says that people that are practicing sin, when they hear the gospel, if they don't yield to the gospel, being reproved many, many times, and they harden their hearts, and they harden their neck, and they will not bend. Woe unto them. Destruction will come. Destruction will come. God is saying very plainly today to people that are living in sin, especially this sin of homosexuality, lesbianism, and perversion, God is saying to repent. To repent. God is showing his goodness to those that are hearing the message. The goodness of God leadeth man to repentance. God is showing how good he can be to those that turn to him and will not continue in their stubbornness and their witchcraft against God in their own ways, their own stubbornness that will lead them to hell itself. God does not desire that for you. God did not make you to do all this. It grieves his heart. The word of God says, when I tell you to warn the wicked, the blood is not on your hands. I have delivered my soul today. I have told you what the Lord has saying to whoever this is for, to whoever hears this out there today. The Lord has told you to come to him and give it all up. And he will deliver you. He will forgive you. He will set you free. He will give you a new life. He will give you eternal life. What you must do, he will show mercy if you repent. The Bible says to repent, that means turn from your sin and turn to God. Father, God has given you an opportunity today, an open door to repent. Jesus is the door. The door is open. Come to him today. Ask him to forgive you of your sins and repent and tell him that you believe of what he has done for you on the cross and he died for your sins. He paid for your sins, and he rose again from the dead. And ask him to come in your heart after he washes you clean. Of all your sins, ask him to come in your heart 
as your personal Lord and as your personal Savior. Confess it with your mouth and believe your confession of what I have just spoken to you according to the Word of God in Romans chapter 10. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead, thou shalt be saved. As your sins are washed away by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, thank God today for his mercy. For his mercy for you today as you hear this message It is no coincidence that you are hearing this message today. God has given this to you. Take heed. Take heed. Get yourself a Bible. Start reading the book of John. And get into a full gospel church as soon as you can. And start praying and believing God and attending that church with all your might. The Bible says, whatever you do, do it with all your might and all your strength. As God gives you the grace. Today you heard grace. Today you heard a man that is backslidden. Living in an environment of perversion. Wanting to give his own daughters over to sin. That God had mercy upon him because of Abraham's prayers. Thank God somebody was praying for me. And this is Pastor Joe and my wife Joanne. And we love you very much. And I pray that you have taken heed to this message in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Powerful word, my friend. What would you like to title this for the archive? Escape for your life. Okay, praise God. Escape for your life. My friend, thank you for coming on today. God richly bless you, my friend, and um, we love you. Thank you. you. Same here, Shannon. Love you too, brother. We'll see you next time, Brother Joseph. Thank you. Okay, brother. Bye-bye. Okay, folks, welcome aboard. How you all doing out there? 